Hi everybody and welcome to the Film Studies podcast from University of Salford. Uh, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, then I would recommend listening to the first episode for a bit of a primer on what we're all about and what we do at Salford in terms of film studies, which is a critical, theoretical and historical programme. Um, we do all sorts of interesting kind of creative and practical things within that, but we are mainly a kind of critical degree. And I'm really pleased to announce it's summer 2021. It's in fact a previously wet August day in Manchester at least and um, seems to be drying out a bit and I'm pleased to announce that we've got two of our really accomplished 2021 graduates with me today. I've got Sophia Ahmed. Hi Sophia. Hi. And I've got Liz Campbell. Hi Liz. Hi okay. Uh, I am and uh, Liz and Sophia have just graduated so they uh, they know their degree results but haven't had a graduation yet because of the year that we're in uh, and that's for some time in the future but um yeah Liz and Sophia are two of the um ah, who's listening to this can I say the best students two of the most dedicated students in their year and it was a very competitive year by the way for people being dedicated and and, and really being into the course and and actually doing very well and uh Liz and Sophia did really well. We won't say any more than that because they don't have to disclose their degree results to everybody listening, but uh, they did very well and hopefully are enjoying a summer after the, the kind of fever pitch of work that is the dissertation. So we'll, we'll talk about the dissertation later. And uh, I'm Martin Flanagan, by the way, if you are listening for the first time, and I'm the programme leader for Film Studies at Salford, and I tend to host the podcasts, but not always. And we're always looking for students to come on and, and uh, host a, an episode on their own favorite topic as well so if you are a student listening to this please let me know if you would like to do that but um the reason I asked Sophia and Liz in particular was because I thought it'd be really good to have a a reflection on what the course is like for people who may be out there who may be taking the course at an earlier stage in the first or second year or maybe considering coming onto the course and sort of see what their favorite bits were and, and kind of what it's all been like really and I think we'll get honest uh, and broadcastable answers from Liz and Sophia. So, um, you know, they, they'll, they'll be good guests for this, I think. So, so basically, um, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm going to ask you a few questions, but I'm going to kick off with uh, how are you feeling now that you've completed the, the degree? And what have the last couple of months been like since you your adrenaline went down from the um, the high peak of Finish it, finishing the dissertation, which is in May. Um, maybe go to you first, Liz. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind is relief, honestly. Yeah. Um, but in a good way, I suppose, because, you know, I feel like it's... With the, the way the last year has been and things like that, it was nice to just, like, come away from it. But also, I feel like... You know, I put a lot of work in and a lot of effort, so yeah. it also feels like really satisfying as well to finish that and know that that's like the end of it and be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I always think the dissertation should be satisfying, and and obviously you get out of it what you put in. But this year was a challenge, wasn't it? And the end of your second year was a challenge, but um, but but nevertheless, you did get there. And I doubt you would have done your dissertation any differently if you if it hadn't happened this way, really, because you know you still would have had supervisions about the same amount of time and things like that and um how about you Sophia how's it been for you since you've completed the, the, the entire course well I, I really enjoyed the course so it was kind of like oh a bit sad but also 
it was a relief because whilst I was doing my dissertation, I was working full time. So I was just glad to have one less thing to do. That's a new that's a new bombshell for the podcast, an exclusive. Um, yeah, that's really hard. I mean, you planned very well at the beginning, so you must have yeah. known that you were going to come up against that obstacle. Yeah, that is one thing I did straight away was make sure if there was ever a day I got back from work and couldn't be bothered or I had loads of cleaning to do, yeah. I'd set like enough time up because I'd kind yeah. of planned it to finish like a week early and it ended up being two days earlier, but it was still done on time. <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll talk about what you actually picked for your dissertation later, but um, it's, it's you know, I know that you planned well. Uh, um, and in terms of, because I worked with Liz on hers, so I knew how, how well planned hers was. And I marked your presentation, I think, so I, I sort of was able to see how you intended to do it. And so I'm not surprised that you managed it despite being really busy with other things. But it's interesting that you say about being a bit sad that the course has ended. I mean, it, it three years goes very quickly, doesn't it, on, a, on an undergraduate course? Yeah, I think especially for hours, because it was so easy to do it online. Mm. You did it, you weren't missing anything. You just kind of got it done when it needed to get done and got it out of the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Which is it, also it, fortunate at the same time. Yeah, it certainly became, stri- you know, there was a lot of clarity in the last year, I suppose, with, with in terms of what you had to do, but just not as much on the, you know, surrounding stuff. And how about you, Liz? Did you feel that the three years went fast? Yeah, really fast. Like it's kind of that thing where people say, like, oh, school will fly and then college will fly and uni will fly. And it's just it's so true because it just feels like, you know, a few months of your life has passed and then at the end yeah. of it you've just got a degree like that. It's yeah, a really strange feeling. Yeah, I remember mine and just being in the sort of the June of my third year when the results came out, just being like you know, what's just hit me? I mean, I can't believe it. Is this, you know, is this finished? And um, and I kind of went into a lot of thinking about what I wanted to do next immediately, really, because I hadn't hadn't been doing that. Um, but it's definitely a time to look back as well and take stock of of what it was like and 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 you know the things that you enjoyed on the course and so on. So maybe if we start with Sophia this time, can. can can you tell us a little bit about where you kind of came from to get onto the degree? You know, not everybody who comes onto the film studies, um, a BA ONS at Salford has done film studies before. They've not always done it at GCCRA level, for instance. So what kind of position did you come from, Sophia, onto the course? Well, I hadn't done it before at all. And not only that, I literally hadn't been to school or anything for three years because yeah. I started when I was 23. So that was, it was just weird in general, having to get back into that kind of routine and get used to writing essays again. Yeah. But even though I'd never done film studies, I've always been like a visual arts person. So before I did, uh, I did a foundation in art and design and then I did a special effects makeup. So I did do a lot of film studies for that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I seem to remember so, talking to you about your, yeah. your sort of art background very early on. Um, and it's quite an interesting way to come into it. A lot of people, you know, as I said, not everybody has done this, but but it, people who haven't done um, a qualification in film studies have sometimes done something like English Lit or um, Media Studies or History that's kind of got a closeness of approach, whereas you were coming from quite practical courses, weren't you? So were you a bit, were you a bit worried about kind of moving over to the kind of research and writing side? It wasn't the writing side. It was more... Do you know when you don't know something about a 
topic you feel like there's probably so much and you're never going to pick it up so I was worried that I wasn't going to know the names of like film <laughs> techniques camera angles and I was just gonna I was gonna be the only person that didn't know and was gonna try and write my first essay and was gonna mess them all up but that wasn't the case but that is how it feels when you first start right so it wasn't like the kind of what I, I sometimes call like you know all the films you've watched in your life up to the point where you start studying it that your sort of hinterland of films like you know I developed my when I was an English student because I just had a lot of time to watch films and I wasn't really studying it until later on but that wasn't what was bothering you what was bothering you was like the technical stuff the language and stuff like yeah. that yeah and then hopefully we address that, do we address that in the first year a bit yeah I think we did um, film and form as one of our first modules, so it kind of yeah. got out of the way straight away, luckily. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That 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 should be the module that brings everybody up to speed with like how, how to talk yeah. about specific edits or specific lenses and things like that. And Liz, what kind of background um, did you come on to uh, on the course? Uh, so I did film studies A-level at college. And when I chose, like, it was alongside English Lit and History. And it was like, oh, this might be like the fun one is what I called it because I was like oh I, I like film and I thought I'll just maybe get into it I had no idea that I was going to do a degree in it then I really thought I was going to be a history student but then I just like took to it and loved it it was my favorite and just loved writing about film and then yeah I thought I have to like I have to do this at uni this is going to be my thing now English lit A level is pretty hard isn't it yeah I can yeah, I think say that. I can remember that very well yeah, I think kind of because it was so hard, you kind of lose the passion for it, I suppose. And I thought, you know what, I just want to read for pleasure now and don't want to study it. It was like, yeah, films, like it just shifted into film so quick. Mm. It's good to have that. Um, I think it's good to have that English lit experience under your belt because it, 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 it's so close in kind of method to, to what we do in film studies. And people who've done lit and, and no film are usually okay when they come onto the course or indeed onto the English from film degree where you 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 guys obviously know several people who did that degree at the same time at the same time as you um my next question is what has been a real highlight for you so it might be like you know either the best year of the course or the best module that you enjoyed doing because as I said at the top people who not listened to podcasts before maybe listen to the first episodes I kind of break the degree down a lot more but we do a lot of criticism and history of theory we also look at some things that might be a bit off the wall for a film studies degree, like comics we look at in detail. And um, we look at specific national cinemas and specific periods in film history. It might even be a, be a particular essay that you enjoy doing. But what was your what was your highlight, Liz, if you go first? What was your highlight of the course? Well, there's a couple, really. I mean, the first one I remember doing, it was... Um, film histories, film movements, the second one in second year. Yeah. Um, and I did an essay on like Polish cinema and I felt like when I wrote it and I was really happy with it and I got like a really good grade. I just thought like I never would have thought even a few months ago I'd be able to write about Polish cinema because, you know, you were, I went into it only really knowing like British cinema, American cinema and like the main, I just, you know, really like popular films. And then yeah. when I wrote that and actually had like a good understanding of it, I was like... I think it just made me be more like open-minded from then and think yeah. like you know give things a chance before you think oh I won't be able to do that or I'm not going to like these kind of films and then it turned out to like I found some of like, my favourite films from that module so. Well that's good I mean you, you definitely I don't I definitely don't recall you 
always going for kind of the safe option on your essays. I think you were quite broad-minded in terms of, you know, being able to watch new stuff and find something to say about it and not be afraid of the new the new stuff or the stuff that you didn't have a big background in. Yeah, I think it's probably film histories that did that even in the first year, just having a look back and think, because I didn't really have any idea of, of, you know, of the past of film or anything like that. So, like, being introduced to that, it just made me go home and like just venture out into other things and then you know find some stuff that I was like really interested in. Oh that's good that's great very good answer and Sophia what about you what was the kind of highlight for you? Um, I think for me it was um, between two essays the one I did for comedy and British cinema and Hollywood masculinities and I think it's because the questions I picked were not personal to me but they were things I have strong opinions about anyways. Right, yeah. So I think for the comedy in British cinema, it was um, do we laugh at or with like POC characters in films? And the Hollywood masculinities one was about um, buddy films, like biracial buddy films and whether they were progressive. And I think my feedback for both of them, Pete said, like, you can really tell your passion in this. And they were ones where I actually had to like cut down half of what I wanted to say. (laughs) because <laughs> they were the kind of thing where I could, I could speak about them <laughs> a lot yeah. if I could. So you had a kind of an existing interest and maybe had already organised your thoughts a bit on those kinds of films and the issues they bring up and then you yeah. were able to sort of step into the uh, those specific essay briefs and kind of just add the research to it. Yeah, I think sometimes with essays you kind of start with a, okay, what am I going to say? But for them I knew what I was going to say. It was more just... Yeah. finding the research to back it up and to reference, if that makes sense. And did you then feel, after you'd done Hollywood Masculinities, which is a third-year module that Pete Deakin, my colleague, uh, teaches, who did the podcast, hosted the podcast in episode three, um, did you feel you'd done all you wanted to do on that kind of topic? Because you didn't particularly follow that topic through into your dissertation, did you? No. I mean, I know we'll talk about the dissertation there, but I do kind of wish I had done something like that in retrospect. <laughs> and I think you said it in our first year as well, where you were like, don't necessarily do something you enjoy. Yeah. Do something you're good at, but I maybe did something I enjoyed more than something I have strong opinions on. And I kind of wish I had done that. Yeah. I mean, you did okay in the end, though, didn't you? But yeah, I, I, I yeah. know what you're saying. I mean, I, as somebody who, you know, loves Marvel and, comic book stuff for instance and writes about it a lot I have to be I have to sort of almost put an extra layer of judgment on myself to make sure that I am applying applying the proper distance and not just writing something because it kind of amuses me or or allows me to sort of stay in a you know in a zone where I'm, I'm very comfortable really you know basically um well thanks for those highlights that's great it's nice to know that something that happens in the even as early as the first year can stick with you and and actually be a bit of a you know, a talismanic moment for kind of, oh, that made me realise I could watch Polish cinema and learn about it and do something new or or that it was much later on, but you were, you know, in Sophia's case, that you were like following a line through, that you were able to do it through through different modules. Um, so you both did a dissertation this year. So third year film students at Salford spend all of their final semester doing a lot of hard work on dissertation, which, which takes two um assessed parts the first is a solo presentation where you essentially announce your plan don't you and kind of your intentions for this session how you're going to go about it you both did very well and then 
a written dissertation that comes with that. And obviously you've chosen the topic yourselves. You've had a discussion with the supervisor or pre the supervisory days, you maybe just had a discussion with, you know, whichever lecturer you felt was kind of closest to that topic. And, and then you've got down to it and you've put together a substantial piece of work, you know, an 8,000 word dissertation. So why did you choose the topics you chose? I mean, you've already hinted at it a bit, Sophia. So maybe begin with you. Um, so mine was based on um, Italian giallo films and how they've influenced the American slasher, particularly in relation to like the final girl. And I picked it because those because I'm a big horror fan, basically. I like anything horror and especially if it's campy or culty, that's kind of where I go if I want to watch a film. Yeah. And I did have I knew a lot about both of those types of films. But like I said, it didn't end up becoming something where I have lots of opinions about it. It was a bit, it was a bit too pop culture-y in the end. More, you know, this is what people say about these films. This is what people say about these films instead okay. of this is what I think. So even though that, that you find, you know, because one of your strengths has always been like putting the research into your essays, but even though you found plenty yes. of research and stuff like that, it was, you just couldn't quite kind of get the get the same level yeah. of uh, intensity on it as you would with other things. Yeah, it didn't feel like there was as much of my voice in it. That made, I think that's why I wish I'd done something related to either like gender or race in British cinema, because that would be something I yeah. could really see myself having a personal opinion on. Well, if you go on to do any further study after this, maybe that's the kind of direction to go in. Um, having said, you know, having said that, I marked your presentation. Obviously, the presentation was, you know, extremely good and looked like the project was going to be really, really good. So I think, you know, don't do yourself down too much. I mean, I think, you know, you kind of, um, and at least you spent time working on something that you enjoy watching as well. I think that that can be can be nice if you're gonna if you know you're gonna have to spend all that time on one topic. You know, it's 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 nice to know that you're not gonna almost like have the hurdle of, well, I find these jobs a bit these films a bit tough to get through or you know you've kind of uh, you don't have that problem at least and, and Liz um your topic was really interesting and it was quite up to date um how did you come at, how did you come at yours yeah so the, well the title was like states of victimhood in the social thriller genre and I came around it because um that is when we were just like everyone was sent away to kind of think of a topic and I was like going back through modules thinking like what I enjoyed especially like the film histories ones and then I think after it was just like a long night of researching I just got in bed and watched Get Out for the first time yeah I just thought I really like that and it reminds me of um Sorry to Bother You as well and then I was just like making this link and then I thought you know I'm just gonna like research it and find out that other people had like made a link as well and then came across like films of the social thriller genre so then I just wanted to explore like how victims were presented in that um and also like look at the term itself to see if it's like credible because it is like fairly new and recent, like you said. You had an interesting moment where you found that Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out, who most people will know now because of Get Out and Us, and maybe maybe because of his, his comedy and acting before, uh, had actually applied social thriller as a term to his own work, hadn't he? Yeah. So it was like interesting to look at that and think, you know, is it credible that this guy is making these films that, you know, really suit him and... Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, he he kind of acknowledged there was a history to it, didn't he, by citing some earlier films. Then you looked at that idea that there, there might have been a genre there all the time without people calling it a social thriller. Yeah, because there was like, 
this grey area between like thriller and horror as well. So when I like looked into other films, a lot of them were like classed as horror films, but then also had like elements of what you'd see in a social film today. So yeah, it was cool to look into the past and see that it's already kind of been done before. Did you find that, that a lot of writing had already surfaced on? I mean, obviously, Get Out is now four years old, but Sorry to Bother You, I think, is only three. And you also wrote about Parasite in there, didn't you? So did you find that there was a lot of writing out there already? Yeah, well, I found that a lot of people had made links, but I feel like trying to find stuff on social thriller was, it was a bit difficult and hard to not try and get it from, like, the point of view of Jordan Peele all the time. Right, yeah. Um, but there was like links made, so I knew I wasn't the only person that had like watched these films and thought, oh yeah, these are quite similar. So it's like when a director has made a statement that becomes very famous around their film, you almost have to be extra careful around that, don't you? Because you could just end up yeah. setting out to prove something they've already <laughs> said. And, you know, we've, we've, we've got to be a little bit careful about making out that the directors are, are, are so powerful. I mean, just as an impromptu add-on question, really, I mean, because I think some second years who are starting to go into that year-long process of like, oh, you know, what, what is the dissertation going to be like and how early do I have to start thinking about it? Would you recommend any kind of particular way of approaching the dissertation that you've learned? I mean, they're, they're quite distinctive parts, aren't they? The presentation and then the written part are quite different. But, um, yeah, have you learned any kind of... I mean, I know you said you might have done something a bit different in terms of your actual topic, Sophia, but were you happy with the way that you kind of thought about the dissertation before beginning it? Yeah, more or less, I did do it the way I wanted to do it. I mm. planned it all out and I got it done in the time frame I wanted to do it. And I said what I wanted to say. Yeah. So it's not like there's no regrets about kind of, I was going to do this and then I had to do that. You, you actually did everything that you wanted to do. And you, yeah. 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 Well, I, I think 8,000 was probably a bit small for me. I didn't get as much <laughs> in there as I wanted I mean, that's <laughs> great to hear. I mean, there'll be people listening to this going, 8,000 words, how can I ever write 8,000 words? And... <laughs> You know, it's great to but I think you had to cut down as well, didn't you, Liz? Yeah, a little bit. I think yeah. I didn't expect to write as much on Parasite. That was kind of like my little add-on, and then it ended up taking up like a huge chunk of it. But I kind of liked how it turned into like a research project for myself throughout the whole thing. And it was like, it was like I was on this journey, even though I was writing it. It was like discovering like things that I didn't think about along the way. And then when it was finished it was like satisfying to know that it was like this whole piece of like and you know just really like tied it up at the end yeah yeah it, 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 I think people who start on a degree like this writing 2000 word essays would never believe you if you said that by the end of the third year you could write kind of five figures worth no problem like 10,000 words no problem which most people touched nearly 10,000 words or went over and then had to cut down um actually when you find the thing that you want to write about and it's kind of, it's a good enough fit for you and there's enough stuff out there that you can really make something of it and you have some interesting, you know, as Sophia was saying, some interesting kind of first-hand thoughts on it. It's not as difficult to get to 10,000 words as you might think, is it? Um, I think um, if people are like me, I'd say what Pete said to me as one of my feedback, oh, he was on, like, yeah, like, we won't this. know if you've taken things out. <laughs> he was like, you won't know if you don't include <laughs> a point. We won't know that you haven't mentioned that, so you just take it out. So he so he's basically like, saying like yeah. there's something that you really like and you and you you can't imagine the dissertation without it, but the person reading it for the you know the marker or the person reading it with, without yeah. any context won't know that it was there in the first place. Yeah, basically they're not <laughs> gonna know that you 
editing whatever point you were making out. Yeah. Just stick to three points and flesh them out or yeah. however many points, depending on how long it is. That's good advice. I mean, I, I sometimes use, it's a real Americanism, but I sometimes use the term, you know, don't get married to something. Don't get married to that chapter. Don't get married to that case study or don't get married to that part of the conclusion because you might have to cut it out. And actually the, you know, as I know from having edited my own work and other people's work over quite a few years now, you the piece might be better off without it as well, you know. Um, so don't get too don't get too bonded to it is what I mean by don't get married. Um, I think one of you has quite a decisive answer on this next question and one doesn't. So let's go with the decisive person first. The, the degree should have, you know, one of the nice things about a film studies degree is um, not that you get to go to university and learn what the lecturer's taste is, but you do get exposed to many films that are probably a new introduction to you or, to, or cinemas or periods of cinema. So I think most people watch a lot of different things in the course of doing the degree than they normally do. Um, what was the the, new, the film that was introduced to you on the degree that, that stood out for you? And Liz, I think you've got an answer, haven't you? Yeah, so mine was, it was in film histories again in first year when we watched Sunrise. Oh, it's great. And, um, it? Yeah. it was a, I remember it was a 9am and Pete set it up like this is a black and white silent film. And I think everyone in the room was just a bit like, you know, we don't need this. No one's going to like this. And then by the end of it, I just thought like, I loved it so much. I just thought it was such a nice film. And then I think that was like, when I thought, you know, you don't, well, I think that was the first silent film I ever watched. And then it just made me like venture out. Like like I said earlier, it just made me more like open-minded from then on, I think. I just thought it was such a nice film. Yeah, it's, I'm really glad you mentioned, because I, I just had a had a, a thought there where I was like, you know, you might mention a film on a module that I don't teach, I don't know, so I'll be really stuck, but you mentioned a film that I happen to, happen to love as well. Yeah, Sunrise is, is amazing, and I'll put something about it in the, the notes that go with the podcast so people can look it up, but it's a 1927, I think, uh, American film by a German expressionist director, um, F.W. Murnau, and it's it, it's kind of his he chose to make it with no sound even though he probably could have made it with sound at that period it's that kind of crossover period and it's so po poetic and um and powerful it's a film i don't think i've seen in the cinema yet actually i think i've only seen it at home or in classes so i really need to see it in, in a you know in a proper cinema setting uh, at some point but yeah, it is. It's it's fantastic, isn't it? Sunrise. It, it's even better when you know that he kind of deliberately made, you know, kind of stuck with it with no sound. Yeah, um, it, it, I just enjoyed it more as well. I think because I went into it thinking I'm not going to like this, and it just really showed me. Like, I think that's why it stuck with me. And then, yeah, you know, Ch changing yeah. changing your mind. Yeah, that's of it. yeah. That's great. Sophia, are you find it? Are you struggling more to come up with a, a a film that you liked most that you were introduced to? I, th <laughs> I think it's more because, like I like I said, I was twenty three when I started, but I've been like obsessively watching films since I was like sixteen. So I'd either seen them and already had an opinion about them, or they just the ones I hadn't seen weren't for me I think the only there were a few where we'd only seen clips where it was like oh that's interesting I'll go and watch the rest of that but I don't think there was anything that we were shown in class that I enjoyed that I hadn't seen there was a lot that I'd seen before that I enjoyed yeah yeah so that this this makes me want to this makes me want to unpick the watching films you know obsessively since 16 things so did you actually how did you actually go about that did you just decide that you were going to watch more films and know more about film at that age? 
I think it's, I think me and my sister used to go to WH Smith and sometimes they used to have like their bargain films. Yeah. And I think they had Heathers. And from oh, that, right. I got really into cult films. And you just, it just kind of snowballs and then you want to watch more. And then I think I saw um, Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. And that obviously led me to Ingmar Bergman and um, Persona. And I think it's seeing the links between films makes okay. you want to go and see more films. So you can see more links, if that makes sense. Like, I just, that's what I enjoy most about film studies. And it's really nice. I mean, we like to introduce people to films, but it's really nice if people are go, going on a bit of a voyage themselves, whether whether it's been one that's been started off in a module like with Liz or, or whether it's kind of on your own, um, you know, on your own initiative. Um, that's brilliant. I'm really pleased to hear that you went from Mulholland Drive to, to Persona because, you know, you could have um, you could have gone in various directions there. Um, but that's really that's a really nice that's a really nice one to go. I, mean, I like both of those films a lot. Um, OK, um, I'm conscious of using up too much of your time on a Friday evening when you are not my students anymore. So you might want to you might want to be spending your time doing other things. I've got one last question for you. Um, which is kind of inevitable, really. And thank you so much for giving your time up and, you know, sharing your experience. Because I think we have people listen <clears throat> to the podcast who are already on the course in the earlier stages, but also people who may be considering applying. But if you were a level four student again, so a first year student again, for people who don't know what level four is, and you were kind of in your first week of university on the film studies course at Salford in late September, um, would you do anything different? I mean, what kind of advice would you give to a new student? I think that can always be really helpful from people who've had quite a good experience. I think, I hope you've had a good experience. So what advice would you give to a new student? Liz, we'll go with you first. Uh, well, I suppose it's kind of what I've been preaching like this whole time, really, just about being open-minded, like on the course, because I feel like, you know, if you don't want to give things a chance, you just end up holding yourself back. And I think if you just kind of went for it and took like a few risks, it could end up being like, you know, your best piece of work or something, you know, it just could like just set off something else where you think, you know, I really like this now and I'm just going to like go down this road and watch everything because, yeah. you know, that happens to me a lot. So I would say just give everything a chance. And is it, is it a bit of a don't play it safe type of thing as well? Like don't always go for... The, you know don't always write about the things you know a bit about already or don't always sort of go for the obvious essay questions sort of just keep stretching yourself yeah don't go for what you know because then when you are like researching for an essay that you're not sure about you're like just learning so many things along the way and then that stays with you then and then you've always got that knowledge and you can apply it like in third year if you like cross up you know because mm. you can make links again through like other modules it's like oh yeah i know that or, or like i remember that from first year so yeah, I think finding new really connections, helpful. like Sophia was talking about with films themselves, is is really exciting. It can also happen with the actual studies, can't it, and the research, finding interesting connections. And what would you say to a, a new student, Sophia? I mean, obviously, you you started a bit later in your in your kind of life, but you're still you know, you're still young, believe me. So, like, uh, did it kind of did it feel different doing it doing it at that age, or did you just feel, you know? like a newbie yourself I don't think it felt any different I think I'd probably say the same thing as Liz like but like you used your first year as like a litmus test to right. figure out what you enjoy and like discover new things and find what's your like particular oeuvre but also in terms of your work ethic oh, it's yeah. good to know how you work how you get stuff done 
for when you go into your next year and then the marks do count. That's a really that's a really good point because I've just been kind of taken for granted that both of you were really hard workers and you know always produced work at the right you know at the time it was asked and and sort of always came to tutorials or came to meetings or, or, or you know if you needed help ask for it so the work the work uh, ethic is a really big thing isn't it like like not everybody arrives at university with it so that's a really valuable point that you know you, you actually have to think about that as well don't you in the first year yeah I think a lot of people did like you said by the third year you said it was a course full of dedicated students yeah but I think in the first year maybe there was a few people where it wasn't for them yeah and and, and you know I mean people are always a bit less focused in their first year and maybe even the first half of the second year I was probably like that in my own degree but I didn't I didn't know then and like like you know now I would tell somebody else to to sort of find you know try and find their focus quickly but also like you say to find the right pattern of their way of working and and um you know because it does take a lot of hard work doesn't it it's it surprises it often surprises people how much hard work is involved in film studies oh yeah I definitely wasn't the most dedicated in the first year but you do kind of learn but you can't you can't leave it till a week before to start reading for your essay no. <laughs> maybe next year do the reading when you've got to do the reading start yeah. the essay a couple of weeks before <laughs> I think it's great advice to, to, to just yeah. to the students of any undergraduate course that's in a similar shape to ours is you know semesters are 12 weeks long or trimesters we call them now trimester 12 weeks long you know use the 12 weeks I think that's great because you know when you were doing your dissertations you kind of had to didn't you it was like much more on on you that you had to you you know you had to be re it was obvious if you weren't reading or producing every week wasn't it with a dissertation so it's sort of you, you yeah it's not as obvious in the first year because no. you're not um harassing us to do it or because we're adults now basically it's not yeah, your not job to harass us to read whatever the weekly time. reading is the thing is just learning you've got to do it yourself yeah exactly and you, uh, and it's a you know and people do find their feet eventually i think um guys thank you so much for giving up your time um there's been loads of little nuggets of wisdom there i think and you ought to get and you ought to get honesty from you as well as interesting things there's been lots <laughs> of little nuggets of wisdom there um for i think people who maybe are considering going to university um, are going to do a film studies course at university or coming to us at Salford and also the people who are currently in the first and second year. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for all your, all your hard work that you put in over the three years of the degree. Thank, thank you. you. Really enjoyed it. Bye. Thanks guys. And, uh, and I'll say goodbye now to uh, the audience for the podcast. Um, there'll be another one on, another one out, another episode out. It's August now, but there should be another episode out before um, the summer proper ends. Although looking out the window, you don't really know if you're still able to call it the summer because it's Manchester. But um, yeah, take care, everyone. And there'll be another episode soon. Bye.